Possession crucial from this. How much longer will the referee allow? Dublin lead by a point. And there's the whistle. It's over. It's over. We earned it by winning the last two matches on the road, and that's not going to be taken away from us. What I love in Hurland, I love players that will never give in. He hits it. He hits it. It's over the bar. Hello, welcome to the RTE GA podcast. Mikey Stafford here. I'm joined this week by Kieran Shannon, Tomas O'Shea, and Rory O'Neill to discuss the upcoming special congress. How are we all doing, lads? Good, Mikey. Good. Good. Yeah. Jeez, if only we'd known, lads. I don't know, a bit of history lesson here. It was 1315 when the Bruce campaign left a uh, power vacuum in Ulster and the O'Neills of Tyrone, Rory, your buddies, they uh, they seized power there and combined Ulster into, into one province, which left us with five provinces, Munster, Leinster, Connacht and Ulster and Mead. And it wasn't until, where am I? It wasn't until much later, 1610, when James I took over from Elizabeth I, that he got rid of Mead. And there was yeah, as a province, and it was down to four. Now, of all the ills the British uh, visited on us, if only James I could have divided the four provinces into eight, eight then, you know, and made sure they balanced well, you know, with evenly matched teams, we wouldn't have to have this all this trouble and all this strife. But we are where we are now, with the vast majority of people believing that the uh, the current provincial championship based cam- um, championship is perhaps not the way to go but there's still obviously a lot of conjecture over whether proposal b is the right way to go because um proposal a which is what i suggested james the first should have done 500 years ago ain't gonna fly either um so kieran we'll go to you first um you, you you're you're pretty squarely in favor of proposal b and you're not you're not a you're not a johnny come lately here you've, you've been banging this drum for some time not proposal b specifically but a new way of thinking about the championship. So how do you feel now that it would seem Larry McCarthy, obviously, and Tom Ryan came out in personal favor of it today, not speaking as mm. GA officials and they don't have a vote. They came out in favor of it. And that's after Cork, uh, Clare, uh, supposedly down, which is significant. And quite a few more counties have come out in favor of it. So it does seem like the tide is in favor of change. Well, it's going to be a very tight call. It's going to be somewhere between I think it'll get over 50%, but what it'll get enough for the 60%. So I, I, I see it being somewhere between 52 to 63%. It's that tight. Yeah, I'm, I'm in favour of it. I'm in favour of the spirit of it. I would possibly make tweaks to it, but as we go through, tweaks could possibly be made on the day as what happened when we got the qualifiers in, in 2000, for 2001. And I just feel that waiting for a fudge stroke compromise at a special Congress, or sorry, Congress proper next spring is too late for two reasons. Uh, it's been pointed out that we're coming off two pandemic seasons. That's all the more that the players need a proper championship. Players who were 23 in 2019 will be 26 next year. A lot of uh, players and a lot of counties like I'm based here in Clare have had one championship game when they're in Clare or having one of its best ever eras over the last seven, eight years. And yet those players have had only one championship game the last two years. And what we're only guaranteeing them next year is two championship games, probably against their nemesis, Kerry, again. I just, I think a third consecutive year of that for players isn't fair. By all means, have a special Congress this time next year to tweak a few things. But let's not throw out the baby with the bathwater here. Or, yeah, so that I would be in favour that we go with the trust of it because the trust of it is right. And I'd be afraid 
that players wouldn't get another satisfying championship and that the fudge will be that the one round robin that we'll have in the summer months will be provincial championship. And again, a Clare won't play anybody outside its province when it's sick of playing counties from its own province. And there's a lot of Clares out there. So that's why I'd be hoping that proposal be as passed at the weekend. Now, um, Rory, you are not opposed to proposal B, shall we say, but you you have you have your doubts about it getting to sixty percent, and you know they're reasonably well founded. Just just a quick brief for people who perhaps don't follow this as avidly as others. Proposal B calls for the provincial championships to be played in the spring as the start of the of the GA season, with basically the league becoming the basis for the championship with the top five teams in Division One, top few teams in Division Two, and crucially the top team in Division 3 and 4 going into the um, the All-Ireland Championship and then the, re- the rest of Division 3 and 4 going into the Charlton Cup. So, Rory, y- your issues with this are what? Yeah, so so I'll make, for the purposes of balance, I'll make the argument against. Um, as, as I see it, there are six major flaws and one very st- massive structural, conceptual issue that I would that I think most people have maybe not commented as much as maybe they should have. Um, the first flaw, obviously, is the devaluation of the provincial championships, which has been well spoken about. Now, look, there's no incentive whatsoever to win your provincial championship, and we understand that. Now, that shouldn't be taken lightly. And leave out Ulster for a second, which we all accept is the jewel in the football crown. You are, in effect, dispensing with 135 years of history here. Now, that shouldn't be something that you should just do so flippantly. And I think a far better argument to look at, because it's the much maligned, is let's look at Munster. Cork have been in Division 2 since 2016, for instance. Now, if this proposal was in place for possibly the last five years, Cork mightn't have met Kerry in the Championship at all, ever. Because you'd be dependent on them reaching the knockout stages to meet each other. Now, that might not seem like a big deal to people outside of Cork and Kerry, but trust me, it is a big deal to people in that because it's a storied fixture with huge history and shouldn't be just summarily tossed aside. Similarly, Galway Mayo. Galway were in Division 2 and the lower ends of it for much of the last decade, right? So if you were to imply that logic, Galway Mayo might ne- never have met in the championship and these are the two teams that have won however many common championships between them. And in fact, if you are to imply the system for the year ahead, you could, in theory, see a situation where Mayo play nobody from Connacht at all on their way to an All-Ireland final because Galway and Roscommon are currently in Division 2. Now, the association is built on local histories, and whether we like that or not, that is just a fact. The second flaw, as I see it, is the season will just be too bloody long, right? It'll go on forever. It'll take somewhere shy of about five and a half months to play off this competition because you've got to factor in seven round robin weeks, three break weeks, because you'll have to have break weeks, a break week at the end, You'll probably have a league finals week, the prelim week, two, two weeks for the quarterfinals, two weeks for the semifinals, and then two weeks for the final, because you've got to intersperse that with hurling as well, as we know. So that's 19 weeks without replays or anything else factored in. So you're heading for five months minimum, which is crazy, right? We're, we, we're, we're trying to make things shorter. We actually make this competition feel like the Rugby World Cup. Jesus, is it ever going to bloody end, <laughs> right? The third, third flaw is the dead rubbers. You're going to have them. Right? And lots of them. Take this proposal in Division 2 for next year, for example. Let's say Meath lose their first three matches, but win their next four and finish fourth because the teams that won five, six, and seven games finished above them in the championship places. 
So me, they're now finished for the year. No more games, no knockout football whatsoever, while the Tipperary head for a prelim having won Division 4. I'm not so sure that's a flyer, really. The fourth flaw is, and I think this is something, again, that probably hasn't attracted too much, uh, too much traction, is dividing two into one means you have half of what you used to have. So there's a massive commercial risk here with this, possibly self, self-harming risk, right? We have a very good league system and we have a championship that has issues, but by and large still, still works, certainly the back end. What we are now doing with this, this comes in, is blending them together to create something that's less than what we had before. So you're dividing your gate receipts, your commercial opportunities, and your, sponsor, your sponsorship abilities in half. It's like you had a pint of milk and a bar of chocolate, and now you've mixed them together for chocolate milk. Now, some people like chocolate milk, some people don't, right? Now, that's only one aspect of it. Think about it then in real time. What, what do you say to Allianz? Brilliant partners for over a quarter of a century. Do you shift air AIB super value across to this new structure? Would they even be interested in the same way that they were? Would they even be prepared to pay the same that they used to be able to be, that they were, that they had traditionally paid? Whichever way you cut it, you will have less product. And I use that term advisedly to sell to sponsors because you've merged your two prime pieces of real estate into one. Your fifth flaw is your lower level teams. And this is largely designed to help teams at the lower end avoid mismatches, which we've seen and give teams a chance to compete to one level. But that's already being done with the league. And regardless of what format is derived, teams at that level will always struggle. And it's for that reason that the Talchin Cup is on the horizon, irregardless of what happens on Saturday. I won't alleviate some of the mismatches in the earlier provincial rounds, and that remains a problem. But the solution, I'm not so sure, is to blow the whole thing up. Uh, maybe see what you can fix before you push that button. The final flaw, maybe less of a problem, is media and media coverage. Again, another significant revenue stream, good partnerships with broadcast media and radio, TV. So how does the smaller cake, because it is a smaller cake now, because you now don't have a league and a championship, you have a, a league championship, right? So how does that smaller cake get sliced up for your traditional four broadcasting slots with TG Cahar, the loyal broadcast partners, ourselves, Sky, are these companies going to pay even the same money they used to pay for probably less games over the course of that period that this thing is going to have to play out? And then what people will say, oh, sure, they can all work it out. Yeah, they will all work it out. But it might not mean more money for this GA central coffers. In fact, it will probably mean less. And the final conceptual issue that I have with this, right, and this is the biggest issue, you're trying to change the very concept of what championship is. Championship, which we were all grown up with, right, was you play on the day. It was, you were judged on the big day. That's why the All-Stars are handed out for semifinals and finals, because you're judged on the big day. You're not judged on the seven big days, because that's not entirely what championship is meant to be. Champ no, if it's a case that we are shifting our mindset to a league-based champ, that's fine. And people will say, look, we'll accept that, and on we go. But this is a massive mindset shift. And I'm not so sure if that particular part of the problem and the puzzle has been sold well to the people that will ultimately make the decision. Okay. 
that's that's a lot to chew on there, Rory. For a man who's not entirely opposed to Proposal B, you've a lot of reasons <laughs> to oppose it. Um, well, well, can I just make one final point? I think, though, Mikey, I think to be fair, right, there has been a depiction in some quarters of the people that might be opposed to this, that there's some sort of Neanderthal, sort of, you know, old-fashioned, you know, curmudgeons who just say no to everything. I think there are legitimate gripes that these people have, and that's why I said I'd take this particular view. It might be my view. It certainly isn't my view, but I'm just putting that view forward in the best way I can. A selfless act. Um, Tomas, <laughs> has Rory swayed you in any way there, or do you need swaying, or where do you lie on this at the moment as a member of the Division Two Offaly Senior Football Backroom Team? Yeah, look, I, to be honest with you, Mike, I wasn't, I wasn't really paying attention in terms of the last two or three months. The I don't think many were, Tomas, to be honest. Yeah, the proposals that went forward. Look, I think the teams that, and the counties that want change are the, the counties, I suppose, that don't really have a chance in terms of winning the All-Ireland. And all the teams that have a chance of winning the All-Ireland, it doesn't matter what championship format you put in front of them, the cream will always rise. It's always been the way. And if you break that down into the provinces, the same thing happens. And I think because of the way football has gone and the GA has gone and the amount of time that goes into it, you're asking players from Division 3, Division 4 to, to put in the same commitment, the same level of, of preparation, the same professionalism with absolutely zero chance of winning anything like. And I think when you look at, and the argument is made above an ulcer and it will always be made above an ulcer, that there is whatever type of a championship they have. It is a brilliant championship to watch. They do throw up all sorts. The rest of the country in the last few years, and because of populations or because of the strength of, of a particular sport in that county, it doesn't look like it's going to change. And uh, I do think, I'm, I'm actually sick of seeing it being kicked down the line. And I'd agree with Kieran. bring it in and change. And it's yep. not perfect. And this actually annoys me like, Plan B has gone in and the general consensus is that it is not perfect and there are holes to be picked. Now, I'm not a genius on it. I don't know. I've read, scanned over it and like Rory has listed out the problems on the other side and there could be an equal set of problems argued out on the, the championship that is there at the moment. Mm. But I can't figure out with all the heads that we have and all the bright guys we have in sport that Plan B is what's being brought to Congress for change. And even though if you threw it up in front of the players and said, look, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, uh, and it's not perfect. I can't understand why we can't get something that's pleasing to everybody. I think it's nearly impossible to put something that's pleasing to everybody up there. I think what the weaker teams want, and it wasn't always the case because you'd say, we want to fight for the All-Ireland and all that. I think the core issue here is that actual principle that they want every team to fight for the All-Ireland at the very start. Like, you don't put junior teams into senior championship because of the very fact that they don't have a chance in it. But everybody should... has a, It's like the FA Cup over in England. Like, I I agree there with... I don't know who said it, Rory or Kieran. What's bogging me right now is you're going to ask to get a league, you're going to ask to get a championship and a provincial championship in to roughly six months. Six months, and correct, yeah. I can't figure out... Because what's going to happen here is teams, and I, I've been in backroom teams, the level of, of preparation that goes in to compete at the level that you need to, in terms of SNC number one before you even look at a football is crazy. 
And I, that, I, that's my eyes have been open to that even, and I thought I knew something about club football or whatever. But the level of preparation means the teams are going to be going at it in November. And what about teams that are going to be involved in club? Um, what about Sigerson? I'd be a huge advocate of Sigerson. I think the fact that um, the GA have, have put players back to 20 and Offaly, for example, have won a, a 20 All-Ireland. Does that mean those players are ready for senior championship? Absolutely not. But I'll tell you what is a brilliant stepping stone is Sigerson. Sigerson. And Sigerson, them playing. But I've been involved in Sigerson the last few years and no inter-county player trains with a Sigerson team. None. None. Mm. So you basically land on in the day. And I do think that the years is too short for what we want to achieve and to keep everybody happy. Um, but I still think that change is needed. And look, I, I, I hate the way Congress works, but it's probably, look, uh, somebody could sit down there and argue through why Congress is probably the fairest way, but was all this put to clubs? I was scanning through Twitter there and, you know, I saw there where, where it was put out to, to cabin to the clubs. And then you have the likes of Kerry and Waterford and Leash and they're sitting on the fence and they're saying, we'll decide a case on the argument that are given on the day. And you're saying, Jesus Christ, like, so three fellas above are going to decide for Kerry what vote that they're going to have on the day and base it on whatever. So listen to nobody else, decide what you want above that day. And I think, look, the type of person that goes in and, and Rory mentioned, the type of person... That, that is involved in Congress and the, the people that we kind of look at as archaic and needs movers at times, I'd actually say I'd have great admiration for them because yeah. they're the fellas that have actually uh, spent times and years and years in their club, running their club and giving their free time. And, and no glory and, and, and no, no glory in it, Tomas. No glory. And no glory along, in it. And then know? they move along and then you have fellas like us who, who pick and snipe and we're not putting mm. in any time or whatever. And I do think that there probably is a disconnect between them and what's actually happening on the ground. And when you see the amount of managers crying out for change and the amount of players crying out for change, and you're trying to motivate a team in a weaker county to actually compete and to give the commitment necessary and trying to sell it to them, they need something to, they need something to bite. They need something that they can actually achieve and they need, and the Leinster Championship isn't that. And yeah. the Munster Championship is not that. And I've said it for a long time. I, I hate another bugbear of mine is I hate the fact that uh, there's some teams that will wait three or four weeks for a game. There's other teams that will play every two weeks. The structure of the championship, I hated that. I hated that. And that was purely because of the, the imbalancing numbers in provinces. Mm. So, look, the bottom line for me is I think change should be there and then move along. I'm sick of it being kicked down the line constantly. I'm sick of it. Yes, I probably would say that plan B is not ideal, but it's change and it's a start. And I do think uh, it should be taken on board and it should, um, you know, you could be arguing, you could be getting stuck in fellas and stick, stuck in ideas <laughs> and stuck in this. But the bottom line is people want change. Yeah. And if you look, the, the Dublins and the Kerrys and the Mayos and then the... Tyrone's, they don't care really when it comes down to it in terms of the structure of the championship. They know they'll be up at the top anyway. It's if you look, divide the country and look at the weaker teams and ask them what they want. Yeah, and they, they want change, right? That's it. There's there's that there's Kieran, there's, there's it's the centenary. There, there's there's echoes of the end of the War of Independence and the treaty here, isn't there? The treaty is not perfect. <laughs> it's the it's it's the free it's it's the freedom oh, you to. Said it, Mikey. Oh, you to to, it's the freedom to create your free the freedom as you want it. It's not it's not quite right, but if it gets the ball rolling. But I suppose what people be worried about, Kieran, is like if we if we decide it's flawed after a year, the process of like GA democracy means it won't be thrown out after a year. It'll take two years before people decide actually this isn't right. 
then it'll be a third year or a fourth year before it's actually implemented. So saying it's a start, and I, you know, I am perfectly in favor, like most people here, I'm definitely in favor of change, but is is there a risk that saying, uh, let's go with the imperfect thing uh, because but, it, it's but, something, but it could actually but, be a bit of a an albatross around the neck? Well, I, last night, right, there was a lot of counties that came out in support of it, which was which was healthy to see. And yet then I know they're getting castigated, you know, some of the counties who said they'll they'll gauge it on the day. But it can change on the day. I'll give you an example. Correct. Like, yeah. like, there can be amendments, can't there? Yeah, can. yeah. So like in 2000, when as you uh, you had the original FTC proposals had been rejected, right? Uh, I might touch on them again. But what happened basically was from that, Park Duffy in particular went away. He was Sean McCaig's right-hand man who was the president at the time. And he came up with, at the time, along with the likes of Frank Murphy, who had been steadfastly against the the other proposals, they came up with the qualifier system, which was brilliant at the time mm. because we got counties got playing outside their province, and you know the qualifiers worked lads for ten years, like, like mm. you know there's this notion like it, it, it was great, but what happened was on the day that that was put to Congress, what was proposed as an incentive again for the provincial champions was that they would have home All Ireland quarter final. And I remember a Clare delegate spoke up and said, what if we're drawn again against Kerry that we have to go down to Killarney? And the compromise on the day was, okay, it'll be at neutral venue. And what you had is, if you remember that year, you had a lot of, um, you had Roscommon having won Connacht, a great mm. Connacht championship, had to play Galway, who they had beaten earlier mm. in the quarterfinal round. I think it was in Castlebar. So after that, you had a lot of repeats, Tyrone, won Ulster and had to play Derry again in the back door in, in Clonus. After that, they said, right, all Ireland final finals are in Crow Park. Uh, or they went back to Crow Park. But the point was, is that they made that tweak on the day. Like to me, three or four little tweaks. Yeah. Like I, I've, I've been saying it for 15, 20 years. Like Tomas played. 1A, 1B. Like Tomas played in the most, I know it was Tyrone. Kerry and Armada were winning the All-Irelands in that decade. But the mid-cut talent was depth of, in, of the championship and the league was huge. You had Fermanagh's, Wexford's reach in All-Ireland semi-finals because they were in 1A, 1B. They were playing. They were playing a couple of games. They were playing a Kerry. They were playing a Mayo. Then they'd be playing a Westmead and a Sligo. But, you know, the Limerick team that put you to the pin of your collar, Tomas, like they were in Division 1A. They were getting games against G. In March, they were playing an Armad. Then they would be maybe playing a Fermanagh as well. It and we had such depth, and I we went away from it. And I think what was forgotten that yes, it made the league better that you had Kerry not so much playing a Westmead and they were playing a Mayo instead. But by making the league maybe twenty percent better, we made the championship twenty percent worse because we lost that mid-cut talent uh, that they weren't getting exposed to playing the top teams. And the crowds aren't getting exposed to the top games. I mean, Clare have been in division, have been a top 16 team for the last five years. My young fella has yet to go to a league game. Like, because, like, Donegal came on January the 31st, two years ago. If that was in high summer, like Mayo coming down the previous summer, there'd be 10,000 in, in, in tennis. Yeah. And there'd be more for, there'd be more people going. They're, they're, you're talking about the local rivalries, Rory, like, Clare, Galway is as much a natural extension of Clare as Cork or Kerry. But Galway and Clare have never played in championship. 
never. Yeah. And I'll tell you, there'll be a lot more people go if if, if Kerry, if we have a game, Kerry and a Kerry Clare Munster semi-final. There, you'd get much more, many more people for a game between Galway and Clare at the height of the summer than you will get for another Clare Kerry game in May or June or whenever it would be. And that's just one. one there's so going back to one A, one B. I would reward the provincial championship. I've talked before that if, if you have seven games, that the provincial champions definitely get four three split. Mm. And there's four games at home, three away. And, yeah. and, 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 and there's a case that if you finish on equal points, that the provincial champion wins the tiebreaker by virtue of being the provincial champion. There's little tweaks like yeah. that. Um, like I agree with you. I, I think Rory, we've had this conversation before. How there's nobody with media rights experience. How they're not on these committees. It's, it's, it's incredible, actually. That 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 all like that is a like I'm telling you, that is a big. That's a big mess now to untangle if this thing gets passed on Saturday. Because, because a Talton Cup, like we've talked about the Joe McDonough before. The Joe McDonough gets lost on a Saturday, Sunday, definitely on a Sunday. If that was a Friday night, if you organised mm. it, and the advantage of having the program games you would be able to say, right, you'll have one Friday game. That's on PG Cahar on a Friday night. Like the ladies football have, you'll get very good crowds and they'll get exposed, whereas they could get lost. And again, so there's there's imperfections to this. And there's a, it probably will be, the, the three or four tweaks that we're talking about will be hard to do on a Congress floor. But I have no doubt if we stayed on for another half hour on this, we would be able to make the three or four tweaks that would bring yeah. almost everyone the provincial councils yeah. and my my fear is that there will be a fudge from the provincial councils that we'll have a round robin provincial championship only that teams won't get the novelty of playing people outside their county because who else will progress into the all-ireland series and while actually the compromise actually is the retention of the provincial championships in the February, March period. Mm. Tomas and yourself have made a very good point about Sigerson, but we have that issue as currently is when we have a national league, which for some counties is more important that they have them than they would have them in the provincial championship. So there's a, we're going to have that issue anyway. Mm. Um, and I just think it's a pity maybe in a way that that proposal A should have been scrapped, proposal yeah. B stays on, and then there was an earlier proposal C of the little adjustments that we've talked about that would please everybody, bar maybe the provincial council chair people, who I still think can be appeased a lot by virtue of, if they know you're still going to get the funds, lads, we're, you're going to get such a cut of central council, you know, an All-Ireland quarterfinal, semi-final. It doesn't matter who distributes the money, they'll get the money. <laughs> Your club, my club, will still get their grant you know, Karen, Karen, I'm going to throw this out. I'll throw it to Tomas first because I know it's a difficult one. I'm going to be interested to know to get you your take as well on it. So let's say with this thing does pass on Saturday. And again, as I said, I'm playing devil's advocate here. So Tomas has gone in as part of the Offaly management and they're in Division 2, right? They're in a division with Galway, Meath, Roscommon, Derry, Down, Cork and Clare. Now there's a I Tomas obviously can't say it, and I'm sure they'll have targeted certain games. But there is a possibility that they'll struggle to win a game in that division. They might win one or two. They might even manage to stay up. But they could, they could lose all seven. And that's it. That's their year done. No knockout football. No Talchin Cup. Nothing. Just relegation. And and that and that season could peter out after four or five games. By the way, 
Whereas you're looking at the last two where you're really struggling to raise a gallop, knowing that you've no knockout football and knowing that the trap door is waiting for you. So I think, again, look, I, I would 100% endorse what you've said and I think you've banged this drum valiantly and persistently down through the years. That 1A, 1B, 2A, 2B was obviously what should have happened, but it isn't and it's not what's on the table. And maybe that's an amendment that they can make as things go down the line, if this does get passed. But I think you always have to be aware or beware of the single biggest law in GAA politics, and that's the law of unintended consequences. And that's probably what will manifest itself next summer when something that's a massive leap of faith gets thrown in off the Okay, okay. so Tomas, what Rory said there, you're a competitive animal. I think we've all accepted at this stage of your long <laughs> your, your long sporting career thus far. Um, would that bother you, the idea that if you lose four or five matches, your season's over? Is that how competitive sports should be? Well, if you look at it now, and you look at that Division 2 and it's very competitive, and it's going to be the case where there are going to be teams that won't be able to I suppose, qualifying the way that they like to. Um, awfully have been trying to, to step up the ladder and they did brilliantly to get up to Division 2. It was a huge achievement from there. An unbelievable season last year. Will it be difficult for them to stay up? Yeah. But, I mean, they're lucky in a way because they have young fellas coming through. But that's the challenge, isn't it? That's, that's what you want. You want to target something that's achievable. And when you achieve what's achievable, which they did last year, you want another challenge. And that is now the challenge for this county. And I don't think you're going to have too many Offaly's as such. And when I'm not, I'm not saying that Offaly are mm. going to go down or anything like that. That is not the target. Offaly will be setting out certain targets and that'll be the, that's what you want to, to achieve. But up until now, um, Offaly had no realistic target in the championship other than try to win one or two games that if you get lucky enough to draw out a team. So mm. league was always where I was at for the Offaly's of this world and a lot more counties like it. So, I mean... Like, look, first of all, I, I'm not just saying because Tomas is not... Like, like Offaly will have a minimum of three home games. Mm. Like, like, good luck going to Tullamore. Like, it, it, that will be a tough place to win. Mm. And can you imagine, let's say, let's say Offaly have won two games, last four, going into that game seven, it's in Tullamore, whoever it is. It, it could be, you know, a big gun like a Cork or Galway trying to get into the top two. That is going to be as championship as you get. I mean, there's this notion. You see, traditionally, we've had this notion. I remember Kevin Donovan, and I thought it was a very important intervention at the weekend. Brave. And he's always said, like, in J, what we do is we, we run off competitions. We don't run competitions. We run them off, whereas soccer have got it, that it's a program of meaningful games. And actually, you should have as narrow a gap as you can. You're trying to keep as many teams actually in the championship. Close the gap between the no when, uh, let's say, that team having round seven, that they're guaranteed seven games, that, that team being still in the championship and the last few teams off it. So people are saying that, you know, there's no knockout football, you know, that uh, for too long of the summer. That's actually what you want. You want the, the knockout then to be blitz in the last, let, let it be the last eight teams. But everyone, if you've had seven championship games, like you can't complain because as Tomas said before, Offaly, they might win the first round against the Lanford, then they meet a Dublin or Kildare uh, beaten. And then in the qualifier, you know, they maybe lose another game. Like those are the dead rubbers. 
you might think it's not good football. That's the dead rubbers. That game seven that we talked about is not a dead rubber. It's championship because we've we, like the league. The, one of the best days of the year, you'll agree. Like his game is round seven of mm. the league. Oh, fantastic! The, the transistors going up. Like we're listening to like such a result, and everyone's kind of happy. We stayed mm. up, so people are saying like, "Actually, not they they're staying up, and that's success." Like a Claire, whether you have division one A, one B, or that success for Claire, like the Claire lads would say, they beat Riscannon to get to the last eight. It, uh, in 2016, but when they beat Tip and Turles and got stayed up in that division, and, and it actually sent Cork down, even though they won up in Armagh the same day, Clare people would say that was as good a day. Do you know that relief, that staying up? You know, when Coventry and Southampton were staying up, it was you know, <laughs> like you, you you have that dynamic to it as well as trying to make the playoffs. And I just think every, the the notion of dead rubbers, I think. I think it was Owen Sheehan in OTV mentioned of, the, of all the games that they were in the National League the last two years, like each champ had only four dead rubbers. You know, like if you have teams playing for the top two spots and, and, and again, you know, so I, I think when you wear it down, I, I, I think like seven guaranteed championship games would be outstanding. I just feel, do that's a valid point about the team that comes fifth or sixth in the, um, the sixth in Division One, and I agree with you. There's a chance that those teams will be playing each other too often. Again, to me, one A, one B. Provincial champions get four home games, a tiebreaker, and I think we're an early there. What happens to the, the teams in two A and two B in your championship structure? They play the Chowton Cup. Yeah, is it? yeah. That's like there's a case. I, I'll be honest with you that I, there's a case for um, whether you can keep with the three four that they have because you have some seen some teams. I remember like the Tipperary Revival actually started when Decky Brown, the year Decky Brown actually retired. Decky was obviously <laughs> their greatest ever player. But the following year, if they had been in the traditional old 2A, 2B, would they have got up? Would they have had something? They would have gone maybe from sixth to fourth. You know, what's that? Whereas what they did, they won Division 4. The following year, they won Division 3. So it was a natural progression. You've seen that sometimes happen with Sligo and Antrim. So, so sometimes you, what, you're, you're, it's a case you're... for that, and, and, and I, I'd be open to that. But there's a case too for 2A, 2B, top three in each group, because there's going to be dead rubbers in 2A, 2B. So what, you're close enough, Kieran, with your plan there to what basically is the championship structure in every county in the GA, which is senior, intermediate yeah, yeah. and junior, which mm-hmm. to me, like to put my cards on the table, I know it's drastic, but I, you look at me in, fo- in the women's football championship this year, they won intermediate last year and they won the senior championship this year, beating the team that are being declared as one of the best of all time. To me, like that was the greatest advertisement or the greatest suggestion the GA could have ever got. And Tomas, it, everyone says it's really radical, but it's the least radical suggestion of the lot, really, because it's it's what the most basic form of GA is based. It's what it's the form of G, of GA championship that anyone who's ever played GA plays. Yeah, but I think it comes back to the point that every team should have the right to, to compete for Stan Maguire, and that's what it's been based on. Uh, but if you look back at the winners through down the years, there's no Bolter, there's no Leicester coming out of it. Um, I would be in favour of that, but then people would think that you're going against the weaker counties and all that. And, geez, at the end of the day, all you want is, is competitive matches, and we get that in the league. And I don't see how tradition, tradition is the big barrier here uh, mm. in terms of, and I see what Rory's on about, like when he was arguing there to start, I think local rivalries like Munster final 
I, I would, in one way, I want, I, 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 hundred percent want change, but I do worry what will happen to the big Kerry Cork games, the Mayo Galway games, you know, the Meat Dublin yeah. games, and, and, and also Tomas, like what gets thrown out there? Oh, they're the preseason competitions. Look, the Munster Football Championship becomes the McGrath Cup. Don't, it does not, it's, you know, don't wait, 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 wait. It does. It wait a second. It's it's not as like it's been made out that it's the new McGrath Cup. That that is not the way. Like what will team what will happen is what you get in every sport. Like I'm here involved in local area basketball. You get a couple of challenge games before the season proper. Teams, because as I said, if you do, there is a case for incentivizing it. Like the NBA started there last night. There's 82 regular season games, but you know what? They matter because your seeding determines home court advantage. So, like, I mean, there's a case for that. And I think you'll have such an appetite. Like, you've been there, like, when our man Down have played on Saturday mm. nights in Uri, like 10,000. Like, I take it, like, you, I'd say you will get more for a, for a Kerry Clare game. Because Kerry Clare is a fixture because of 1992 that has been used to romanticize it. But I've seen on firsthand, I've been at all those games the last seven years. And, like, I'm ta- we're thinking of the players I'm, I'm thinking of my own young fellow who just thinks summer championship football is going to see Clare lose to Kerry again right yeah. but if you had that game on a Friday night in February I bet you you'd get under lights you would have more at that game in February than you would have it in, in June very close to it and I think if it's marketed right and maybe it's, and the te- you're talking about the TV like that, 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 that can be done because, as you know, Rory, better than anyone, if we go with the traditional, the format, and the gas thing is hurling responded to the super eights, right? Before that, it was going on. And, and what happened when hurling went? There was no, there was only one provincial football championship game showed in 2019 prior to the provincial finals, which was Donegal Tyrone. Tr- 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 right? That was correct. the only game he showed. And we're going to keep having that. Whereas if you come, whereas, as you know, in the National League, TG Cahir, Air, they're going to go for football, maybe 60% more, rather than football, hurling, 40%. So all the big teams, all the big teams. And, 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 and you're going to go in February, March, if you're RT, you're going to look for Donegal, Tyrone, ahead of Cork and Galway and hurling. You're going to go for that because, you know, because, you know, because there is, sorry, Tomas. Not if yeah, Davey no, gets I, the I job, by the way. What, I think that you need, like, I, I'd hate to see the championship diluted as it is, even though you can make the argument that Munster is one-sided and you can make the arg- argument that Leinster is one-sided. But I think if teams, which they will and which they should, and I'd love to see that importance, you're basically looking at a provincial championship and then you're looking at a championship and that championship is not the old-style knockout championship that we're used to. But if teams, Kieran, take it as seriously as it should be taken, then I'm afraid you're going to see the, the, the rains, death knell of the Sigerson and you're going to see the death knell. Like, okay, and then the other argument I would have, if club, and I, I, I don't know what way they're looking at it, if club fixtures are still ongoing and players can't prepare for championship, uh, is there going to be a crossover there? Like, I, I would love to see, I'd hate to see those rivalries die within the GA. Mm. And maybe that is part of the argument they want to keep the provincials in some form. And I, I think it should be kept and I think you can still have the bite. Like Jesus Christ, if you're if you're if you're coaching a Kerry team or a Cork team, or whoever, uh, for a Munster Championship, 
you want that relevance. You want to, to keep the importance of it. There, are, I suppose, there'll be the argument is that there is no uh, carrot at the end of that going forward after winning it. What is the point in winning it? Are we struggling? Are we suffering? How are we going in the, in the championship after that? Um, time will tell how that will pan out. But I do think with that championship coming in, and I, I'd say it again, I, the Munster Championship, like Brand, and without being disrespectful to weaker counties, was vital for Kerry to beat Cork every year mm. championship vital. It's a huge thing in Cork as well. Too. It was a huge thing in Cork, and I'm sure it's a huge thing in Galway to beat Mayo and Mayo to beat Galway. And even Dublin Meath, I mean, like the Dublin Meath rivalry in 1991, everyone says save the GAA because of what had happened in the Italia 90 the year before. Like they're, they're, these are all things that are not necessarily going to be dispensed with, but they will be watered down to a certain extent with this. I movement. hope they're not watered mm-hmm. down, and I hope the, the, the whatever way it's ran off, that it's ran off with that bite and with that championship yeah. feel about this... it. I really do hope that. But I do worry the amount of preparation. If they're to do that right and treat it with the respect it deserves, then they are going to need their six, seven weeks lead up to, to wherever it starts in February. Like This you is... Are going to, you talk about Cork, Kerry, Galway, Mayo. You, you know we're still talking about the the needs and uh, of of the bigger counties, shall we say, because they're the rivalries that we talk about. Uh, Kieran, the, the idea that this proposal B is going to help the development, you know, and, and help bring along the smaller counties, the, the Leitrims and the Wexfords, mm-hmm. etc. Um, is that a little bit of a red herring? Because as at the end of the day, Leitrim's population ain't getting any bigger. Um, no, but, but, Wexford, but, but, hurling isn't going to disappear in Wexford. Like these, but, but, these but counties are, are going to be where they are, comparison to Kerry and Dublin, no, regardless of the championship structure. No, but program of games, games will bring them on. Like first of all, they will be exposed to playing, and they and it's a balance because, let's say, yeah, like even Dublin, Carlo, Dublin, Wicklow, like take Dublin out this year because they weren't right at it, and, and Wexford got within eight points of them, but. In a way, that's what you would get where Dublin would be trying out a few extra players more against um, a Wexford and Westmead playing them in March than they would be playing them in traditionally May or June. But that means that you have you can have uh, more of a crack of them. You know, like like the reason why I know some people have been saying just get rid of the provinces altogether. No, I I, I believe let's say I'll always say Eamon O'Hara's grandchildren. Need to know what was that you won, granddad, you know. But a Claire, a Claire could, a Claire might go for it. We're going that extra the way that you used to have it in the National League back in the day. Like Tomas, there was years you targeted the league, I would say. There was years that you tipped over. It would be like that for certain teams. Going back to where I think Tomas is right, like next year could be very messy because you're going to have club championship, some club championship drifting into February. Going into going into January. I agree that. Sigerson should have a free run for most of February. These tournaments should really be competition should be starting February the twenty second or so. And I always did feel that while the the league in the summer would be the best, I always thought you might only get five round robin games in rather than seven. That is it is a squeeze, and I I wouldn't have a preliminary round. That's why I would go to my one your one A one B. I would have whoever tops Division One are into your All Ireland semi finals, and your top two in a division or teams that come second and third are your are your quarterfinals and you, re, you you eliminate a key a preliminary round which frees up an extra two weeks you know so you could start it a bit later because totally agree like we've got to think of the players and we are thinking more of the players here but if 
I've underestimated the value of Sigerson. It's only in the last 10, 15 years oh, I yeah. really appreciate it. The buzz you get. If you're a Cork lad hopping off a Kerry lad, you know those guys. Those guys are close. You get to know guys from all around. It, while the spectators mightn't be into it, it's a player's competition and it develops players for the county. It's good for their development. So I think we should be looking at a, ball, a ballpark bigger of whatever we're going with, National League or Provincial Championship that we really should want to be looking at mid-February 20th. The, first, the last weekend of January, first weekend of February is too early, regardless yeah. of which we go with. Okay. That's an interesting point, that the length of the season. Um, I, th- I think uh, there's broad agreement here that something should happen. For some of us, it might be too much. For some of us, it might be too little. But um, there does seem to be a groundswell, and it'll be interesting to see how things go on Saturday. I because just, uh, I, I just fear, Mikey, that well, I, I think there's more people coming around to it. And let's say where we are, I just, I just fear that I, I would just hate that it would just become the lack of variety of teams being confined in the summer to only playing teams from their own province. Because yes, you're right, we have to protect local rivalries, but we're we're often cutting out other local rivalries. And um, so, but would you not, but Karen, would you not miss the the draw for the Munster Football Championship? But look, that's 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 one thing that I like about the provincial championship, though, mm. as it is. Like, how often have we had a debate? Like, you can talk about Volman fighting over a goal, Mikey and mm. myself here. But like, you know, how often have we had the debate? Who's the second best team in Munster? Like, mm. you know, mm. you like tip Clare Cork. There's been very little between them. You know, yeah. you get second place Kerry in a in a provincial final. I I think there's a I think if it's done right, the provincial championships could be really, I, I think we could have the best of both worlds just with a, a few tweaks. And it's a case of, can that much be done on the floor? Do you wait for a special Congress? Uh, or sorry, Congress proper next year? Um, I just think, as I said, these players have been deprived. And people say, what's another year? Like, I, I really do feel like I thought this year's championship was such a way they didn't come up with guarantee they could have done it multiple ways. And I think the only reason why they went ahead with it was the provincial championships had to be seen to be fa- to fail. Because let's face it, it was only got going outside of Ulster, the Derry Donegal weekend, uh anything prior to that, uh prior to we had two very exciting two All Ireland semifinals, it it was it was a poor year for for football yeah. like, you know. Uh, finally, then, Tomas, I just wonder from the say the athlete perspective. Obviously, the county board was one of the first to come out in favour of it. Like I, you probably haven't had that much. You don't have a squad, I suppose, to be in contact with yet officially or whatever. But you and the re- and John and the rest of the management team, like, would this kind of energize people? Not that you should need energizing, but like, is, is this an exciting prospect to those involved, or is it a case of, you know, it's you know we're still, you know, probably not going to win in All-Ireland, but does it matter? Like, I'm just curious as to how people directly involved here are looking at Saturday and how you, that, like, will you be hanging on your phone at half 11 on Saturday morning to see the result? Uh, I won't be myself, but I think, um, I think it is. I think it's the difference. I think there's too many counties in the country, basically, uh, Mikey, that their season basically finishes after the league. And I think it gives, it's not going, I still think there's going to be hidings dished out during the summer, the far end of the summer. But I think it gives counties something more to look forward to than the National League. How many times have you said it? 
are seeing it nationally done and players heading off to America from so-called weaker counties and the interest just dies. And like, I've never seen it from a different point of view. I've seen it from a Kerry point of view and there's never been an issue with commitment. There's never been stuff that you don't actually think about or that you thought, jeez, that's a given. It's not a given in every county and it's not a given in every county because they don't believe they have a fair chance at what's happening at the moment. And therefore, standards slip all around because of it. But I think if there's something that they can grab onto and something tangible that they can actually have a go off, then you will see standards improve. And I think it's good. I think change right now is good. Okay, it's like a political slogan. We'll leave it on that note. Uh, thank you to Kieran. Thank you to Rory. And thank you to Tomas. Um, you'll be able to find out all about Special Congress before and after on all the RTE platforms this weekend for those of you you political GA political nuts um, so thanks to the lads and we'll probably be back here next week to chat about the uh, aftermath yeah so thanks very much and we'll catch you next week bye by winning the last two matches on the road and that's not going to be taken away from us. But what I love in Hurling, I love players that will never give in. He hits it! He hits it! What? It's over the bar! Oh! Holy Moses!